0: A story fill up the pages sing a little song keep me around keep me with you right by and keep me around song as, as you can one two,
1: three hey everybody and welcome to another edition of ADD storytelling. A podcast in which we explore the myths and legends of our time, the past, and the future and in no particular order and with sometimes less than perfect focus. its me, it's Tucker, and I'm uh, joined by our host, Maddie.
0: Hello. She's
1: neurodivergent and diaphanous, as I'm supposed to say, but yeah, so be it. Hey, what are we talking about today, Maddie?
0: So today we're talking about some fun little Italian folktales.
1: Oh, the creepiest cryptid we've covered yet. The Italian? The Italian. The elusive. The magical. The effervescent. <laughs> the saucy Italian.
0: <laughs> they do have lots of sauces in Italy.
1: Do you know what they call uh, a goblin in Italy? What? A gaba ghoul. Is that real? It's a ghoul. It's a gaba ghoul.
0: I don't even know what you're even
1: saying. Hey. Alrighty, sir. So <laughs>
0: this is going to be fun. Just add, yeah. I'm so very nothing. excited. Okay, um, so... Yeah?
1: What do you got? Are these tales and legends or myths of the elusive Italian? Uh Oral histories passed down in their spaghetti caves and talked about um, <laughs> around the DiGiorno fire? What do we got?
0: Dude, you're so lucky that my great-grandmother's not alive, because she would, like, flick you in the face or something. Uh, do you know how old she was before she died?
1: Mmm... Um, Vente.
0: She was 103. Oh,
1: that's Grande.
0: (laughs) It's so
1: dumb.
0: (laughs) My my great-grandmother was a badass. She's from Luca. Anyway. My grandma's a ghost. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Well, what else? So the first thing that I want to talk about is a myth. More like a myth than...
1: More a myth, not yet a woman. A tale. Okay.
0: Yeah. And that is the Malocchio. Well,
1: say it say it
0: right. I just did. Oh. So, oh, is this
1: the one uh is Chris Pratt playing the main character in this one?
0: <laughs> so Mal is bad, yeah. Occhio is I, so it's the bad eye, the evil eye, the stink eye, mm, etc. Yes. And that's a huge thing. This is the Italian yeah. version.
1: Isn't the evil eye more often than not? And originally from uh, Hebrew tales and folklore? Um, Not folklore necessarily, but mysticism?
0: Maybe, because, you know, maybe like we don't have better documentation for that, but it's everywhere throughout Europe, Middle East, Africa, ancient Egypt has stuff, um, Mesopotamia, Babylon, Persian Gulf, yep. the Egyptian culture in the 20th dynasty in 1200 BC. Mm. That Kind of thing, oh my god, I forgot our sources.
1: So it goes all the way back to the Anunnaki and things like that.
0: Yes, hang on, let cool. me do Let's our touch sources it on next week. So Wall Street, Wall Street. International Magazine, Malucchio Italian Folk Magic, Ruse Kitchen Widgery by Mary Grace Faroon, and Ital- Italian Folk Tales, Italo Covino. As Those well, are the three sources,
1: that as, well we as well as Super Mario Odyssey.
0: <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey, yeah. Not Paper Mario, not Super Mario. No, Super
1: Mario Odyssey is truly the Italian canon. Oh, okay. Yeah, it all goes back to that.
0: I'll have to edit that and move his sources around. It's annoying. No,
1: you can leave that. Just that's it feeds into the ADD spirit.
0: I guess it would be easier if I did that, so I guess I'll leave it. Who knows?
1: Yeah, who who can say? Okay, probably you because you're going to edit this. Who? But who knows?
0: Also, there's like the, so yeah, each ancient book that we all talk about, like mm. the Torah, the Quran, the Bible, all have mentions of the evil eye.
1: Jersey Shore.
0: Jersey Shore. That ancient text. the tome. Yeah. So this is just the Italian version that we're talking about here. That's it. So.
1: Oh, is um the eye, the evil eye, does that come from, or is that a part of the... The classic Italian maxim of, I'm walking here? Is the I and I'm walking here a part of the evil eye?
0: No. Oh. Am I supposed to laugh at all the Italian jokes? Because I don't think I'm going to.
1: I don't think you are either, but you know what?
0: I'm smiling. Okay, as long as you're happy. I'm enjoying this. Someone else that's has an Italian prejudice affliction can also laugh at this. (laughs) To me, it just feels like... Everybody really loves to make racist jokes, and Italians are the only ones left where it's like the less bit problematic because we're successful you got Columbus, white people. Columbus,
1: yeah. You got that. Columbus, and Columbus yeah, is a horrible. So it's
0: like you're trying to give it back, I guess. Yeah. I don't know.
1: And they just elected a Mussolini's granddaughter.
0: I just so. don't think it's appropriate behavior, but.
1: I'll tone it back. How about that?
0: Are you going to keep I'll, it to I'll, Jersey? I'll...
1: I Can try. I can do my best. I don't know. Well, we'll see. We can get I'm just Spritz giving bottle. my
0: opinion about how to treat people, but That's yeah, it's good. whatever. It's... Okay.
1: See right there, I reined back. <laughs> I it back in. <laughs> okay, okay. What do we got? So, evil eye story. And do we know one that you you mentioned the history of the evil eye across cultures? But do we have a time period from which this tale comes?
0: It's not a tale. I, like I just said, it's a myth, not a tale. What's the difference between a myth and a tale? The myth is like the superstition, and it's not a tale. And I just said it wasn't a tale, so there's not going to be a tale. There's no tale. We're just talking about
1: it. myths. Can be tales. Yeah, myths are the foundation of a culture.
0: So, but it doesn't have to specifically be a tale.
1: But you just said it is a tale.
0: No, I said it isn't. I've said it isn't three times now. <laughs> <laughs> me <laughs> oh my gosh okay so the malocchio mm. you can anyone can cast it it basically derives from envy or resentment mm. or greed so people mm. intentionally cast it there are some people that are like witches and can intentionally cast it by like putting the evil eye on someone by like glaring at them
1: it's not all it entails. It's just a good, good solid glare. You just eye. need a
0: really good glare. And people can accidentally curse other people by enviously being like, oh, I wish they didn't have that thing, or I wish I had that thing. And it's pretty common.
1: So it's like an yeah. incantation solely tied to the emotion of, like, envy?
0: Pretty much. All right. For Italy.
1: But isn't, it has a lot more intent, though, than just simply feeling envious or jealous and glancing at someone there has to be a lot more purpose behind well it, it has
0: to be a fixed a, a fixation kind of gaze okay but there's also versions of it where there there's an intentional malaise that you're putting on someone or like now
1: that sounds like an italian dish putting put intentional malaise on someone <laughs> i'll have some of that with my prosciutto
0: But I'm saying that it it doesn't always have to be an an intentional witch that's like cursing you. It could be someone's really pissed off that you did well. So Italians in general aren't going around bragging about shit because then that invites the the evil eye or the bad eye towards you. Uh,
1: I mean, all right, back to the reined in thing. If we're just going to use Jersey Shore, they bragged about a lot of shit. Well, they—they very much said they were Italian.
0: Hmm. Let's have them do the DNA test, right?
1: Ooh, I want to see DNA or er, Snicky's DNA.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I read this one Twitter thread where there are a bunch of um, Italians from Jersey, and they did a DNA test to see how Italian they were. And it turns out that they were not at all Italian, and it caused this huge familial fight where, like, there was like this cult that every they were so Italian. And it was just, like, one person from this family doing a Twitter thread about, like, everybody arguing, like, why would you do this? We were Italian. We've always said we were Italian. And then somehow they were never Italian. I
1: feel like this is a very distinctly American thing. But within America, no, no subgroup is more emblematic emblematic of it than the Italians. Like, everyone I heard will be saying, like, I am super fucking British. Like, my whole family's British. Like, this is just who we are. And then, lo and behold, they're not really. But I feel like no one wears it really on their sleeve as hard as Italian families do. And so it's really funny when that comes back. It's just like, nah, you're from the Czech Republic.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm like the most Italian I am is my great grandmother on my dad's side. So Mm -hmm. I also have, you know, all the other great grandparents and that modly of Europe. So I'm not like, I'm super Italian. There are Italian things in my family. That's it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But ex- my my point exactly, you're not running around being like.
0: I'm so Italian.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're not showing off your 19 different tomato recipes and ways of. Uh, I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing right now. Come back to me. Circle back on this.
0: I mean, it's interesting because basically I only eat Italian food and Asian food and that's it.
1: Yeah. You do drink the... It's weird. Whenever we get those mozzarella balls, you just drink the water and leave the balls. <laughs> you just
0: drink the, That's disgusting. Why it, would you, I've like, slander to, me like that? I've trying
1: to get you to stop <laughs> it. You keep saying, it's an Italian thing. You wouldn't understand. I'm like, Maddie, that's not true.
0: I don't say it actually either. Says
1: every time the accents.
0: <laughs> I'd like to learn Italian because it's connected to heritage, but I went with French because of my mom's... My mom's mom is... French Belgian, but they spoke a language that's dead now, so I figure French is close enough. But it's pretty.
1: Did you say a, a dead language?
0: Dead language. Sorry. Did I slur?
1: No, I just liked it.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I <I'm not>
1: <laughs> apologize. I'm being the dick.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. So we got way distracted. The
1: it's gonna be happening. A so lot the
0: Malokio, You can cause basically like headaches, a malaise, like people could become ill. There's like this like sweating, like fevers, things like that, it can cause physical illness so in it, someone. It
1: causes people to be hungover.
0: Yeah, Appar- apparently. <laughs> There's also an afficino. I think that's somebody... just
1: a couple Italians having a really hard night and then the next morning being like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm not going to admit that I'm just really hungover. I'm going to say that Tony over there gave me the evil eye."
0: <laughs> they would say malocchio because uh, that's Italian. Yeah. And it'd probably be like, they put the eye on my daughter, you know? Mm. Like, that kind of thing. <laughs> so, <yeah>. But, <laughs> whatever. They cause discomfort and illness. And the afficino fascination is kind of like that situation where you're envious of someone's love or you're envious that someone is in love with that person because you like that person. So you can cause, like, this weird backwards affliction where, like, you cause the person that you're in love with to be, like, Intrusively, kind of in love with you, so it causes problems in their relationship, and they get find like intrusive thoughts about you. And they're basically, um, you know, like in the song from Scooby Doo, the no, Hex Girls song, do- no, I don't where you put a spell Please on them. Don't
1: do this. That's not a Scooby Doo song, Maddie.
0: Well, the, there's the Nina Simone what? song.
1: Yeah, but say that.
0: In the Hex Girls song, <laughs> oh you wake up at the dead of night, missing me when I'm out of sight. Scooby Doo reference. Yeah, I'm so I upset. did it specifically because Tucker hates Scooby Doo. I'm so
1: upset. Anyway, Evil eye.
0: that's Afesino. You Scooby can Dootain? find Italian? I don't know. I didn't know Scooby Doo was anything because he's a dog. He's annoying. So, <laughs> in Italy, this thing is like big business.
1: Mm. It got a lot of financial backers behind this evil eye?
0: Oh, yeah. So there's over 160,000 people who operate in the field of evil eye, Malocchio. Mama and mia. 13 million Italians, one out of four, ask for their help. So it's a quest. One out of
1: four Italians will ask for you to use the evil eye on their counterpart.
0: Yeah. And 40% are in our age range, 35 to fifty five well actually, I'm younger than this. What am I saying? so
1: does this mean that 28? there's a twenty five percent chance that one in four people
0: ten percent are teenagers
1: at Christmas is going to curse me
0: you mean from my family yeah your
1: your family I don't mean on the street there are not that many wild Italians out there, but in your den of Italian thieves, they might very well come after me.
0: Well, my grandmother and great grandmother have both passed, so honestly, the Portuguese is raining a bit harder. On my dad's side Mm. these days, because my uncle is also Portuguese.
1: Tapas ranks supreme. So, meh. I don't know. But there's still just a a good chance I'll get that stinky eye put upon me. And I can blame that. I can blame it. My mom
0: always calls it the stink eye, but she's not Italian.
1: That's a pretty Italian turn of phrase, though. Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> the Italian reading of the, the source material I've heard yet. Anyway. Anyway.
0: It's big business. Everybody kind of believes in this. And there's a couple ways to diagnose it.
1: sweats, fever, tracksuit.
0: Well, it usually has to do with, like, putting a bowl of water with olive oil in it. And if the olive oil splits, then the evil eye is not present. But then if it does basically anything else, then it is. So, so if then you olive have to... oil does
1: what it will naturally do... No curses in play. But if olive oil acts bizarrely.
0: Well, the splitting.
1: That's what olive oil does in water.
0: Well, it, it doesn't like.
1: It separates.
0: Well, there's different things. There's like a, It's a specific way to diagnose it with a bowl
1: or whatever. What if you put Parmesan in a bowl of water? <laughs>
0: what happens? <laughs> I don't know. You get soggy Parmesan. <laughs> and in Italy, here's some ways to protect from the evil eye. So you can wear a necklace with a small pouch containing some blessed salt a nail, or a clove of garlic. Salt is a big deal. They throw salt fucking everywhere in Europe, especially er, in can, Italy. I can
1: relate to that, actually. That's, salt is a very big deal for me.
0: Some people also like to add a tiny piece of palm or olive branch that was blessed on Palm Sunday because <laughs> it's also, because it's Italian, super connected to the Roman Catholic Church. I
1: was looking over your shoulder at that one, and I thought it said Palm Sunday.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. So you can carry something in your pocket, a nail, a corno, a gorbetto. What's a or, corno? It's a gorbetto gobetto yeah i don't actually know what's a corno i think it's like a tiny little corn thing
1: oh it's an italian new metal band
0: i don't know corno horseshoe you could sew a small piece of red fabric or ribbon inside your clothing that you wear every day which okay. i don't know who wears the same clothing every day maybe that like a italian. coat
1: well a tracksuit that's the beauty of a tracksuit <laughs> is that you can just i feel that like that's a grandma
0: thing Uh, keep a string with a red hot peppercino, like a little chili pepper, in your pocket, or like a necklace. Those big things. So this would be like the equivalent that you see being sold everywhere. Is those little
1: dried um, peppers,
0: little dried peppers, but also like those little necklaces that have a pepper that people wear. That's the one I've seen the most often.
1: This is also how Anthony Kiedis has managed to churn out the hits for so long.
0: You could also wear a desiccated seahorse on a string and around your neck, which sounds awesome. Um, Sounds
1: fucked up. We just saw beautiful seahorses yesterday. Yeah, but they died. Now die. you want to dry them up and wear them around your neck?
0: If it already died.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: If you cross paths with a person you suspect means you harm, touch iron or else spit on the ground three times. <laughs> and this is really great. If you're <laughs> hey. a man, you could discreetly touch your own genitals.
1: Yeah, that is an Italian thing, all right?
0: Because, you know, they're cursing, hey, loins. This away. cursing yeah. your loins. Get a little
1: way! Cursing your loins.
0: With your hand hidden in your pocket, make a hand gesture for the manofica, which is like the devil horn thing. So this, like, protects you from the devil.
1: And just signifies rock on.
0: You can do the same by making the hand gesture of the Manokuruto with both hands.
1: Do it? Wait, what was it? You just kind of made the hand gesture?
0: I don't actually know the Manokuruto. Am I getting him mixed up? I don't
1: know.
0: One of them is a devil horn thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know the other one. Okay. Particularly make the sign of the cross on your palate with your tongue.
1: Can I see that done? I did it. <laughs> was it creepy? Uh, it definitely explains some glances I've received in the past.
0: <laughs> so that's the Italian evil eye. I think it's super interesting, and I'm excited to continue reading Italian folk magic.
1: Yes, as am I, but uh,
0: but uh, we
1: have a quick interim. I have prepared something for today's episode.
0: Hang on one second. I think it's worth noting that the the blue, have you seen that amulet that has, it's bright blue and it has an eye in it that's sold everywhere? That's No. Okay, well, it's, like, light blue, and it has a dark blue iris and a white little pupil, pretty much. And it's sold so many places because it's super popular, but it's not Italian, so don't wear it <laughs> if, you're, if you're, like, trying to be Italian and wearing the evil eye. It's you, a Nazar. You can
1: wear it if you—oh, cool. So it's
0: Arabic. Oh, kick ass. And there's also versions of it in Aziri, Bengali, Hindi, Kurdish, Pashto, Persian, Punjabi, Turkish, and Urdu. So it's a Middle Eastern thing and an Eastern Asian thing, mm. and it's not an Italian thing. So Don't,
1: don't tell Italians that.
0: And def- probably Jewish also, because Jewish saying, diaspora yeah. is way up in there. Yes,
1: very much so. And in pre-Islamic culture, uh, Jewish communities were often sought out as magical healers, wherein this kind of thing would have been deeply rooted.
0: Well, the specifically Jewish one is like the one where there's a palm and the Mm. eye is in the palm. So that's the specifically evil eye, evil eye, evil eye, Juliet. evil eye, the amulet for the evil eye in Judaism. There we go. There we are. (laughs) I can't talk.
1: (laughs) I've had three cups of coffee and no food yet today, so I'm probably going to stumble as well.
0: Whoa. Okay.
1: All right. Time for my quick interjection, though.
0: Okay, sure. Go ahead.
1: I have a list of Italian fun facts. Okay. Would you like to hear one? Where is it from? Uh, this is from discoverwalks.com.
0: Okay, cool. Go ahead.
1: Italians like to blame illness on the wind.
0: Well, it brings a lot of germs, I guess.
1: It reads, Italians detest the wind. If there is even a hint of a wind threat, you'll see them layer up with turtlenecks and scarves, creating an impenetrable fort between them and nature.
0: This article seems really vaguely racist. When more.
1: anyone gets sick, Italians will blame it directly on the wind and wind alone. The phrase is copo di vento, which literally translates to gust of wind.
0: Is this person Italian?
1: And you'll hear it if you ever complain of illness to a local. That's my fun fact, so that's it? That's that's one. I have several. <laughs>
0: Why don't you pick one more? I'll be indulgent.
1: Okay. Italians don't like the number 17.
0: <laughs> Why? Is there a historical reason behind that? Is it the devil's number? <laughs>
1: I am sure, uh, I would like to just leave it at that, but... The number 17 is con- considered to be a highly unlucky number in Italy. There are even old hotels and buildings that purposely skip the 17th floor in fear of it bringing bad energy to the space.
0: So, like, the number 13?
1: Ironically, Italians don't consider the number 13 to be unlucky in the same way the rest of the world does. On the contrary, they are never even bothered by the number unless they find themselves at a dinner table with a total of 13 people. And the wind is blowing. <laughs> In this sense, they believe it to be an unlucky experience to partake in because this number of diners was reserved for Jesus at the Last Supper.
0: Is that the reason it's unlucky somewhere else? So confusing.
1: Yeah, this uh, this just raises more questions than answers. But yeah, yeah, it does. So if the wind is blowing at 17 miles an hour, get the fuck out of Italy.
0: <laughs> All right. That was the mythology there. With- no, that was
1: my Tucker's Italian fun facts.
0: Oh, yes. And before that was the mythology of the Melokio, yeah. which I found to be super interesting.
1: I found mine to be interesting as well.
0: Yes. I have some folktales that I like. And I got to tell you, so many Italian folk folktales start with a king, a queen, a prince. Literally any of those things. Over and over, all, I read that. All played there was once a king. All played there was once Spratt. a thing. It was like... So many of them. I just started skipping over them because I was like, I don't want to hear another prince story. Like, give me a peasant story. I want a peasant. I don't know. It's weird. Just obsessed with royalty, apparently, are Italian folktales.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I've got three that I want to do, but we'll we'll go for two in case. Because I like to cut it off around an hour, you know. We might do a part two at some point. Give
1: me, give me these Italian stories.
0: So the first one is called The Count's Beard. Oh, yeah. It's interesting one. Okay, the Count's beard. Here we go. Mm. Reading of the tale. Indeed. Feel free to interject as you normally do.
1: I planned on it. Yeah.
0: The town of Pocapalaj wait
1: Poca Palagia. Poca
0: Was perched on the pinnacle of a hill so steep that its inhabitants tied little bags on the tail feathers of their hens to catch each freshly laid egg that otherwise would have gone rolling down the slopes into the woods below. Okay. All of which goes to show that the people of Poca We're not dunces. They were said to be. (laughs) Apparently that's a a colloquial thing.
1: You're coming out defending yourself. Like, you you named one clever thing your community does, and they're like, we're not stupid. We just live in this highly dangerous, inconvenient place. We're not dumb, though. We tied rocks to our chickens. (laughs) No, they tied... Bags. They're coming out defensive, is what I'm saying.
0: And that the proverb, in pajlian ways, the donkey whistles, the master brays, merely reflects the malicious grudge the neighboring townspeople bore the Pocopalagians for their peaceful ways and their reluctance to quarrel with anyone.
1: Yeah, this is some revisionist Pocopalagian history, I think.
0: Yes, yes, was all the Pelagians would reply. But just wait until Messino returns, and you will see who brays more, we or you.
1: The head cow is always grazing.
0: Everybody in Paglia loved Messino, the smartest boy in town.
1: Oh, we got the smartest boy?
0: (laughs) (laughs) He was no stronger physically than anyone else. In fact, he looked even rather puny.
1: So this town that self-describes itself as a place not full of dunces is also home to the smartest boy who kind of fucked off and left.
0: The smartest boy in town.
1: Yeah, but he's not there.
0: No, 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 he's somewhere else. Yeah,
1: because he's from a town full of idiots and was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. (laughs) I'm the smartest boy.
0: But he has always been very clever.
1: Yeah, and that's why he left.
0: (laughs) Concerned over how little he was at birth, his mother had bathed him in warm water, wine. I'm keep a teeny, him alive. teeny tiny smart boy covered in a Chardonnay. Mm. And make him Chardonnay is white wine. Mm, uh, and make him a little I'm stronger. i not that smart boy
1: then. I think
0: he Chianti. Chianti.
1: Oh, he does love the Chianti.
0: His father heated the wine with a red hot horseshoe.
1: Mm, that's, so not that's how you heat a, That's not how you heat a wine. That's how you find a changeling.
0: That way Messino absorbed the subtlety of wine and the endurance of iron.
1: Kick. Ass.
0: to cool him off after his bath his mother cradled him in the shell of an unripened chestnut it was bitter and gave him understanding wow how tiny was he
1: so they're treating him like a little like beef bourguignon uh-huh they're just braising him in red wine
0: at the time the yeah, we finally
1: got our smartest boy in town let's cook him
0: we're awaiting the return of Massino, whom no one had seen since the day he went off to be a soldier and who is now most likely somewhere in Africa. Strange things started happening in Paglia Every evening as the cattle came back from pasture in the, pl- in the plain below, an animal was whisked away by Misselina, the witch. The witch would hide in the woods at the foot of the hill, and all she needed to do was give one hearty puff, and she had herself an ox.
1: It doesn't seem like that would have been too difficult, considering they live on a sheer cliff face.
0: When the farmers heard her steal through the thicket after dark, their teeth would chatter, and everyone would fall down in a swoon. Th- that became so common that the people <laughs> took to saying, Beware of Miss Alina, that old witch. For all your oxen, she will filch, then train on you her a eye and wait for you to fall and die.
1: So, is that a. That the, looks like a Malocchio. Yeah, that's a little reference back to the UI, eh?
0: At night, they began lighting huge bonfires to keep Miss Alina the witch from venturing out of the woods. <laughs> but she would sneak <laughs> up. On the solitary farmer washing over cattle beside the bonfire. And knock him out in one breath.
1: Did they light the bonfires with horseshoes as well? I feel
0: like that would make it harder to see because you have a bright fire and then the dark becomes darker. Yeah, No, that
1: doesn't help you. This is a town full of denses.
0: In the morning upon waking, he'd find cows and oxen gone, and his friends would hear him weeping and moaning and hitting himself on the head.
1: Oh no, we stayed up on there to burning fires and looking for a witch and all our cows fell off the cliff. Well, she knocked him out. Mm.
0: Then everybody combed the wood for traces of the stolen cattle but found only tufts of hair, hairpins, and footprints left here and there by Missalina the witch.
1: What's it? It's cow hair. It's
0: Things cow went hair from bad to woods. worse. Shut up all the time in the barn, the cows grew as thin as rails. A rake instead of a brush was all that was needed to groom them from nib to <laughs> so rib to rib.
1: Okay, no, no, hold up.
0: <laughs> Nobody dared hold the up. cattle to pasture anymore.
1: Why are you brushing them with rakes?
0: And they're saying that's how thin it is.
1: But isn't a rake a larger instrument than a brush?
0: A rake was all as needed to brush them. Why are
1: you doing it with a rake? Yeah, were... you could have used a rake beforehand, but you wouldn't because it's not a tool meant for that task.
0: This is translated, so maybe that's some expression that we don't understand. It's
1: no matter what, it's done. It's from a town of Dunces.
0: Everyone steered clear of the woods now, and the mushrooms that grew there went unpicked and got as big as umbrellas. Missalina the witch was not tempted to their other towns, Knowing full well that calm and peace-loving people were to be found only in paglia I can talk.
1: It's a town of peaceful idiots.
0: There, the poor farmers lit a big bonfire every night in the town square, while the women and children locked themselves indoors. The men sat around the fire, scratching their heads and groaning. <laughs> day after day, they scratched and groaned until a decision was finally reached to go to the count for help.
1: No, that's definitely uh, a translation that got uh, kind of twisted and... Reformed, but I I really love them. That's a good one. They just sit all night.
0: (laughs) (sighs) That's probably what if we were doing a real audiobook and they had the sound effects, that's what that's what we'd be hearing. No. The count lived high above the town on a large circular estate surrounded by a massive wall.
1: Now this the top
0: of the wall was encrusted with sharp bits of glass. And cheese. One Sunday morning, all the townsmen arrived with hats in hand. They knocked, the door swung open, and they filed into the courtyard before the count's round dwelling, which had bars all at all the windows. Around the courtyard sat the count's soldiers, smoothing their mustaches with oil to make them shine, and scowling at the farmers. Jesus
1: at the end of the courtyard, in a velvet chair... Hold on, let me put some more olive oil on my mustache. Mm.
0: In a velvet chair, sat the count himself with his long black beard, which four soldiers were combing from head to foot.
1: Four soldiers are combing his beard? That's right. Kick-ass.
0: The oldest farmer took Wait, part. wait, wait. Are these,
1: are these the Count
0: soldiers? Yeah, I have a question here. No, because
1: like, if these are people that were living in the castle with the Count
0: mm-hmm. that
1: are just his his beard boys, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But I also really enjoy the thought of the townsfolk going in there, holding their hats- Olive oiling up their mustaches. and then four No, of them the soldiers break were off. doing the olive oil, them, oil mustaching. Four of them break. So you agree it is olive oil. Four of them break off from the group of townsfolk and just start you know, naturally. Didn't it job. say olive oil? No, you just said oil and I said olive oil because oh, it's Italian. You implanted <laughs> it in my head. Inception. Ah, yeah. It's a <laughs> Olive oil deception.
0: Where well, was I'm, I?
1: Maddie's taking a swig of mozzarella juice.
0: The oldest farmer took heart and said, Your Honor, we have dared come to you about our misfortune. As our cattle go into the woods, Miss Alina the witch appears and makes off with them. So, amid sighs and groans, with the other farmers nodding in assent, he told the Count all about their nightmare. The Count remained silent. We have come here, said the man, to be so bold as to ask your Honor's advice. The Count remained silent. We have come here, he added, to be so bold as to ask your Honor to help us. If you assigned us an escort of soldiers, We could again take our cattle down to pasture. The count shook his head. If I let you have the soldiers, I must also let you have the captain. The farmers listened, hardly daring to hope. But if the captain is away in the evening...
1: Who will massage my beard?
0: Who can I play lotto with? Sorry, what? That's what the count said.
1: Who can I eat gelato with?
0: Play lotto.
1: So he likes to gamble. I guess. Who will get my
0: scratches? The farmers fell to their knees. Help us, noble count, for pity's sake! The soldiers across the courtyard yawned and stroked their mustaches. Again, the count shook his head and said,
1: "Face tendrils."
0: I am the count, and I count for three. No witch I have seen, so no witch there has been.
1: Is he punning with his own title?
0: <laughs> a little bit.
1: That's a saucy count right there.
0: At those words, and still yawning, the soldiers picked up their guns and, with bayonets extended, Moved slowly towards the farmers, who turned and fled silently out of the courtyard. Back okay. in the town square, and completely discouraged, the farmers had no idea what to do next.
1: They sat and groaned for six more days.
0: But the senior of them all, the one who had spoken to the count, said, There's nothing left to do but to send for Massino. So they wrote the Massino smartest
1: boy, you're right!
0: a letter and sent it to wherever he was. Then one evening. How
1: did they do that? How did they get in touch with him? Wasn't he somewhere in Africa?
0: Yeah, I guess they just sent it to they just
1: Africa. <laughs> wrote a letter, just threw it.
0: Messina will hear this.
1: Yeah, send it to Africa. <laughs> we send a rave into Africa.
0: And they're like, wait, isn't Africa a continent?
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> Columbus told us it was a country.
0: Uh, then one evening. That's,
1: this town rules.
0: While they were all gathered around the bonfire as usual, Messina returned. It's
1: our boy. Imagine <laughs> the welcome! Smart boys
0: returned. Imagine the welcome they gave him—the embraces, the pots of hot spiced wine.
1: He's like a rigatoni stock. Wow. Yeah, I'm proud of that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where on earth have you been? What did you see? If only you knew what we had been through. Messino let them have their say. Then he had his. In Africa, I saw cannibals. <laughs> oh, Blemmy! Wow. Who ate not men but locusts? Uh So they weren't cannibals?
1: Yeah, that's not... The smartest boy has a tenuous grasp of what a cannibal is.
0: In the desert, I saw a madman who let his fingernails grow 12 meters long to dig for water. Hey, Mizino,
1: that's not that
0: mad. In the sea, I saw a fish with a shoe and a slipper who wanted to be a king of other fish.
1: Okay, Mizzino lost his mind. He's not the smartest boy anymore.
0: Since no other fish possessed a shoe or slipper, it's just getting more crazy as he goes.
1: Jesus Christ, Mizzino. In Sicily,
0: I saw a woman with 70 sons and only one kettle.
1: (laughs) Mizzino is batshit. Send him back. Send him back to the country of Africa.
0: In Naples, I saw people who walked while standing still.
1: That's in Italy, you shit.
0: Since the chatter of other people kept them going. I saw sinners and I saw saints. I saw fat people and people no bigger than mites.
1: Wait, a fat people? This is madness. Messino, many, you've many really gone off. Many
0: souls did I see, but never so many here as in Pocopaglia. There you go. Fuck, it's so hard to say. The farmers hung their heads in shame. For oh, Messino, we thought you was
1: a smarter boy, but we was wrong. You're quite a dun- dense little man.
0: For Messino, had hit a sensitive spot in suggesting they were cowards. Is he still, like,
1: uh, beet red from the brazing as a baby? Does he have bright, like, I don't wine, know. I don't know what skin? he looks like. I'm imagining he's, he's probably he's just got the can't. equivalent of, like, wine lips, but all over his body. <laughs> oh, sorry, wine gums.
0: But Messina was not cross with his fellow townsmen. He asked for a detailed account of the witch's doings, then said, Let me ask you three questions, and at the stroke of midnight, I'll go out and catch the witch and bring her back to you. Answer
1: my three riddles, <laughs> for the smartest boy will go and do your bidding.
0: Let's hear questions. Out with them, they all said. The first question is for the barber. How many people came to you this month? The barber replied long beards, short beards, fine beards, coarse beards, locks straight, locks curly, all I dreamt in a hurry.
1: So the farmer the farmer's like a rhyming clown poet?
0: And he didn't answer how many people, he just no, said those
1: are just types people. of hair. God
0: yeah. damn it, this town. Your turn now, cobbler. How many people brought you their old shoes to he mend this month?
1: Zeno's not going to fight back on that one.
0: Alas, began the cobbler. Shoes of wood, shoes of leather. Nail by nail, I hammered the back together. Mended shoes of satin and shoes of serpent. Oh, please stop Shoes rhyming. of serpent.
1: But there's nothing yeah, left snake, to do. Snakeskin cowboy boots, this town rules.
0: All their money is spent. Again. Not how many people we spent desert.
1: everything on moustaches and cowboy boots. We've been lost without our smart boy.
0: The third question goes to you, rope maker. How much rope did you sell this month? The rope maker replied, "I. It's
1: <laughs> a rope
0: maker. Rope galore of every sort I sold: hemp rope, braided, wicker, and cord, needle thin to arm thick, lard soft to iron strong. This month I couldn't go wrong.
1: Well, that's it. We're changing the, ep- the name of the episode to Rope Galore."
0: Very well, said Bassino, stretching out by the fire. I'm now going to sleep for a few hours. I'm very tired.
1: I've heard your answers, and it's made me sleepy.
0: Wake up at midnight. Wake me up at midnight, and I'll go after the Wake witch. Wake me up. He put his hat over his face and fell asleep. The farmers kept perfectly quiet until midnight. Not they all just sat
1: around him, staring at the sleeping boy?
0: Not even daring to breathe, for fear of awaking him.
1: They all died.
0: At midnight, Massino shook himself, yawned, drank a cup of mulled wine, Spat yeah. three times into the fire. Yeah. For the devil. Got it. up without looking at a soul, and headed for the woods.
1: Did the, the, the townspeople breathe at this point?
0: The farmers stayed behind That's watching great. the fire burn down. Then That's the all they
1: fucking do is they just watch
0: fire turn to ashes. Then whom should Messino drag in by the beard but the count? <gasps> a count that wept, kicked, and pleaded for mercy. Vladimir Putineska. Here's the witch, cried Messino and asked. Where did you put the mold wine? Beneath well, the farmer's amazed stares, the Count tried to make himself as small as possible, sitting on the ground and shrinking up like a cold-bitten fly. The thief could have been none of you, explained Messino. I make
1: myself look like a raisin. They forget about me.
0: Since you had all gone to the forget barber about it. and had no hair to lose in the bushes. Huh? Then there were...
1: Wait, 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 wait. They'd all, all the men had gone to the barber in the interim. Um,
0: like... They were waiting and
1: they decided to...
0: Nobody had any hair to lose.
1: So they're all a bunch of hairless, mustachioed, gr- greasy men.
0: I the mustachio are the soldiers uh-huh. of the count, which uh-huh. are none of these people.
1: Everyone was stroking their beards this whole time.
0: No, they were the mustachioed men.
1: Were helping out the count with his beard oiling. We're it. doing
0: the mustaches. Yeah. They're soldiers. They're not the peasant people that we're talking about. Okay. Then there was those tracks made by big, heavy shoes, but all of you go barefoot. They're very poor. Nor could the thief.
1: Hey, they've been spending a lot of money on. But why did the cobbler... But the and... cobbler
0: said he made so many shoes. Yeah, but everyone's exactly. barefoot. That's so weird. Nor could the thief have been a ghost, since he wouldn't have needed to buy all that cord to tie up the animals and carry them away. But where is my mold wine? Shaking it all over. Keeps
1: coming, one track. I like the focus of Messina.
0: The count tried to hide in in that beard of which Messino had tousled and torn in pulling him out of the bushes. Mm. How did he ever make us faint just Pull by looking out? at us? Pull
1: him out by the beard? Mm-hmm. Nice.
0: Asked one farmer. He would smite you on the head with a padded club. That way you would hear only a whir. He'd leave no mark on you. You'd simply wake up with a headache. And those hairpins he lost? Asked another. They were used to hold his beard up on his head and make it look like a woman's hair.
1: Classic Into- beard utilization.
0: Until then, the farmers had listened in silence. But when Messino said, And now, what shall we do with him? A storm of shouts arose. Hey! Burn him, skin him alive, string him up like a scarecrow, seal him in a cask and roll him down the hill, sew him up in a sack with six cats and six dogs. Damn. Have mercy, said the Count, in just a voice above the whisper. A whisper? Spare him. They fucking went off. Said Messino, and he will bring back your cattle and clean your barns. And since he enjoyed going into the woods at night, make him go there every night and gather bundles of firewood for each of you.
1: You like this wood so much, why don't you smoke the whole pack of woods?
0: Tell the children never to pick up hairpins they find on the ground, for they belong to Miss Lena the witch, whose hair and beard will be disheveled from now on.
1: This is starting to make me think you're a witch, because I'm finding hairpins constantly.
0: Yeah. the farmers If you ever go the...
1: missing, I'm just going to file, follow the trail of chopsticks and hairpins, and they'll lead me right to you.
0: <laughs> Use chopsticks to stir my teeth. Yeah. that my herbal medicine. The farmers follow the same suggestion, and soon Messina left to travel about the world in the course of his travels he found himself fighting in first one war and another and they all lasted so long that this saying sprang up <laughs> soldier saying, fighter we... what a hard lot wretched food the ground for a cot you feed the cannon fodder boom 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 ladder
1: that's, that's the, pretty, the that's end a, that's of the tale pretty, oh okay
0: kind of ends on well, it ends on a rhyme
1: well, yeah and also they're setting up the sequel the sequel yeah okay okay that was a very very good very very good tale
0: it's a good one right I
1: enjoyed it quite a lot it's um, a count
0: spear that's a good twist yeah I think the hairpin problem is more that the cat knocks them off
1: okay you're gonna you're gonna defend yourself like that right now
0: F- with the hairpins <laughs> that specific thing Yes?
1: No, we're not stupid in this town. We just tie these little sacks to our chickens.
0: Okay, this one, I was so... Oh, wait, 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 No,
1: it's time for another Italian fact. Oh, okay. Over 30% of Italians don't use the internet.
0: What does that even mean? How are they... Where's the data for that?
1: This is because Italians have, uh, where is it? There's something about the Italians having the largest uh, population of elderly people and the smallest young population right now.
0: And is that still off. true after COVID?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because they're so mainly uh, elderly, they're now using that internet. Uh, in the digital era that we live in, it's interesting to note that 30% of such a modern country's population opts out of the internet entirely. This number has, is however... Is a
0: modern country?
1: It's a country that exists.
0: I would say a modern country is one that's higher in tech, so like it's actually, Korea, or like... United States or like
1: this number has however decreased Japan. since the study was conducted in 2017 showed at the time that forty percent of people are not making use of the technology
0: I feel like modern in- implies like digital infrastructure so it's like I think they
1: mean modern by when the country was created as we know it because Italy is that's another fun fact is one of the youngest countries in Europe
0: because it was the Roman Empire and everybody took it back yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Isn't it? Kind Those of. Those are
1: Italian fun facts. Um, my other Italian fun fact is Chris Pratt is Mario.
0: <laughs> in the Mario movie?
1: No, in the Mario lifestyle.
0: <laughs> the Mario lifestyle? Chris
1: Pratt has been uh, method acting as Mario oh.
0: for almost
1: three years.
0: This is random, but did you remember to get yeast?
1: Yes. <laughs> cool. Leave this in. Does <laughs> me mentioning Chris Pratt remind you of yeasty things? Yeasty properties? He has a very... I just
0: thinking about Italy. It reminds me of pizza. And I want pizza right now. And I was that, no, Okay, that's
1: you. racist. Thinking of Italy reminds you of pizza? Maddie. But
0: pizza's from Italy. Oh. Pizza's Italian
1: oh. word. Oh. oh. Hey. <laughs>
0: I mean, every country hey, has a flatbread, oh, but I'm just saying. Hey. Okay.
1: Jeez, Maddie.
0: All right, so... Thank God l-
1: your grandma isn't here to hear this. <laughs> she would flick you in the face.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. She, I've never seen her do that, but...
1: You just assume she would have that on reserve for me?
0: Yeah, I think In so. my uh-huh. blasphemies? Uh-huh.
1: Well, that's an honor.
0: Okay, so this one's called... Um,
1: the boy who cried
0: pasta. The old woman's hide.
1: Damn it, I was close.
0: So, there was once a king with three daughters. Oh, it starts with a king. So does many, 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 many tale. Well, that's fun. He was going to the fair, and before leaving home, asked his daughters what they wanted as a present. Wants a penny? The oldest said a kerchief. The next, a pair of high-top shoes.
1: The next, a velour tracksuit.
0: While the third asked for a box of salt. Okay, Two. Yes.
1: all right, that's a good one.
0: The two older girls, who were jealous of their little sister, said to their father, Do you know why that awful girl wants salt? For no other reason than to pickle you. <laughs> you know I see, the, said the father. She intends you. to pickle me, does she? Well, I'll turn her out. And that he did. Wow. Turned out of her home with only her nursemaid and a purse of gold, of gold coins. I mean, that's... I mean, yeah, you are uh, the... A purse king, of gold coins. You are the king's daughter. The poor girl had no idea where to go. Or is in sad, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, because you do have a purse of gold. Yeah.
0: All the young men she met were bothersome, and so the nursemaid had an idea.
1: I'll go to the old spaghetti factory.
0: This is where it gets crazy. A woman a hundred years old had just died and was being buried, and the nursemaid asked the gravedigger, would you sell us the old soul's hide?
1: Okay, so after, now I'm thinking that this chick did want to brine dad.
0: After much that's haggling, her go-to, apparently. this is the nursemaid. Not the car- not the girl. Oh. After much haggling, the gravedigger picked up a knife, skinned the old woman wrinkle by wrinkle, oh, and God. sold her whole hide together with face, white hair, fingers, and nails.
1: I need the transcripts of that haggling.
0: The nursemaid then tanned the hide, stitched it into a cambric, and clothed the girl in it. Now,
1: what's a cambric? I don't know. C-A-M-B-R-I-C-K? It's one of the finest and densest kinds of cloth.
0: Okay, well, apparently it's a cambric.
1: So she sliced up her skin, who uh, a fine weave,
0: <laughs>
1: <and> <laughs> knitted together a, a people shawl.
0: The people looked at the old centurion and couldn't get over her spry gait and her voice as clear as a bell.
1: And you know, I'm looking at pictures of cambrics. and so this she's is very
0: Ed Gein, right? Yeah, she's clothing to... this young girl in an old woman's.
1: Yeah, but if you take a look at this skin. Cambrick, she's, she's about to skin. kill it at Milan Fashion Week.
0: Yeah, totally. Anyway... This is my
1: granny torso.
0: Whom should they meet but the king's son, who asked the nursemaid... Wait, I thought he had three daughters.
1: He did, but he, that wasn't... I mean, we don't have any, don't have any With boys With three daughters,
0: yeah, I guess. Just how old is that old soul? Ask her yourself, replied the nursemaid. Fuck. Granny, can you hear me? How old are you? Me? talking jerkin'? I'm 115, laughed the girl. Good heavens, and where do you come from? I from my town. Who are your parents? I'm my own mother and father. What's your occupation? Having a good time.
1: No shit. Mm Mm-hmm. That is a fun saucy granny. Yeah. What's your occupation? Fucking. Oh.
0: Amused, the king's son said to the king and queen, let's take this old soul to the palace. She'll entertain us as long as she lives.
1: Wait, so if I'm getting this straight, the, uh, the grandma parka is saying all this, right?
0: It's yeah, the girl, f- the young the girl, the youngest daughter of the king is being clothed in the tan tied skin of a hundred year old woman yes. and saying she's 115 and going to the palace.
1: So it's the princess that is saying these things. I thought about. So, yeah, I was thinking that the, the skin perka was maybe, still alive. It seemed like it. If it's talking as granny.
0: Nope, and, and she's and wearing no the old woman's skin. And, and that talking looks real, as the woman. Yeah. And that looks real enough and not creepy enough.
1: Oh, so it's fashioned in a way that makes it look like the old lady is still... A, she's, she, okay, it is just a skin suit.
0: It's a skin suit. This young lady is wearing a hundred-year-old lady's skin and uh, pretending to be an old woman. I like that. That's fun. And it looks normal somehow.
1: Double question. Is the young lady naked inside the skin suit and does the skin suit have clothing on it?
0: Skin suit has clothing on it.
1: Okay.
0: Probably she, naked underneath the, it. She's
1: nude inside the old lady. I'm assuming. Cool. We're going to need to get that verified, though.
0: It does not say. Damn it. So the nursemaid left the girl at the royal palace, where they gave her a room on the mezzanine. And whenever the king's son had nothing else to do, he'd oh. go in and talk to the old woman and laugh at her droll remarks. Yeah, that makes sense. One day the queen said to Rotten Eyes, they called her that because of the blear eyes of the.
1: Because her eyes are literally rotting. Hide.
0: What a shame! You can't do any more work with those eyes.
1: So- <laughs>
0: but I sure could spin as a girl," replied Rotten Eyes. "Try spinning this uh, little bit of flax." Calling her Rotten Eyes? Yep. Oh, uh, my
1: putrefied friend! Was-
0: <laughs> Just to be doing something. As soon as the old woman was alone, she locked a door, removed the hide, and spun thread that was a marvel Jesus to behold. Right. The king's son, the queen, and the whole court were amazed that the, that a decrepit, shaky, half-blind old woman had been able to turn out work like that.
1: Yeah, it looks like she's literally decaying in front of us. That's impressive.
0: The queen next had her makeup blouse. As soon as she <coughs> was alone, she cut it out, sewed it up, and embroidered the front with the daintiest gold flowers you ever saw. People no longer knew what to think, but the king's son was suspicious and peeped through the keyhole the next time the old woman locked her door. Okay. Just what did he see? The old woman removed the hide, and there stood a maiden as beautiful and radiant as the sun. It's his
1: sister, right?
0: Yeah. It's his
1: sister. Who he didn't recognize this whole time speaking through the decaying uh, flesh sack of an old woman.
0: Maybe it's a different king. No. When So without thinking, no, the king's son broke the door down and embraced the girl, who was quite embarrassed and tried to cover herself.
1: Yeah, yeah duh. So she wasn't. So we got it answered. Um, so she's taken off the skin. She's nude. She's sweaty from being inside the decaying old lady. It's like, mm, I got this old putrefaction all over my body.
0: Who are you? asked the king's son. Why did you disguise yourself like that? The girl That's... confessed that she too was the child of a king, so it was a different king.
1: But I mean, your the, the re- reaction is skewed. That's your first question, is just, who are you? Not, what the flying fuck? Yeah. Are you wearing an hundred-year-old lady's skin?
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Why, why would you do
0: this? He said, why did you disguise yourself why, like that? Why, why? Do... So he asked the question why that you're asking. <sighs> but he didn't ask, why the fuck? He's in love with her. He saw her naked.
1: That is how love works.
0: hmm The king's son went at once to his parents and said, I found a king's daughter, mind you, to marry. <laughs> the wedding festivities. <laughs> He's ready to marry her? Oh, yeah. All right. That's how this always goes. The wedding festivities were proclaimed, and all the kings and queens from near and far were invited.
1: Every time they find a woman stowed away inside an elderly woman's uh, flesh, they do quickly become marriage material. You're right. This is how it always goes.
0: Among them was the bride's father, but he didn't recognize her beneath her veil and diadem. The, <laughs> bride, veil of... the bride had her father's foot food. Her
1: geriatric skin veil.
0: No, her wedding veil. I know,
1: but I'm assuming it's also fashioned out of this old woman's corpse. No. Can we say for sure? sure? Yes. Mm. This has
0: a crown on top of it. The bride had her father's food cooked separately and without salt, except the roast. The soup was brought in and the guests ate it, but after one spoonful, her father ate no more of his. Next came the boiled meat, but her father scarcely touched Mm. his. Then came fish, which he left completely untouched.
1: Not touching his boiled meat?
0: I'm not hungry, he explained. But when the roast was served, he liked it so much that he helped himself to it three times. Then his daughter asked why he had not touched the other dishes, but had relished the roast. The king said he would never understand it, but the roast had been so tasty, and everything else, so tasteless. So now you see, replied his daughter, how awful food is without any salt in it. That's why your daughter— That's the moral? That's why your daughter asked for salt when you went to the fair, and those wicked sisters of mine said it was to pickle you. This is
1: the most weird, meandering fucking fable I've ever heard.
0: At that, the father recognized his daughter, embraced her, begged her forgiveness, and punished the envious sisters. No. The end.
1: No, 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 (laughs) no, 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 no. (laughs) Why the fuck did we have that whole middle part?
0: That's the story. It's
1: fucking insane. The story
0: is called The Old Maid Inside." I... The yeah, but that inside. doesn't have
1: anything to do with the moral. It's about just the... It's about the good nature salt of salt. Salt is good for yeah, food. Salty makes food taste good. Why did we have to desiccate this corpse? <laughs> Desecrate this corpse and wear it and trick a, And catfish a, a young prince boy... Why Why any of that? Well,
0: she didn't catfish him. He assaulted her.
1: That's true. Assault. It was assault. That might be what it is. Yeah, it's salt. Salt makes everything good. Even assault. Is that the
0: moral? No, I hope
1: not. I didn't
0: like that at all. No, it wasn't good. I'm trying
1: to understand the fable. Could it be that salt also helped with preserving the granny flesh? (laughs) Is salt tying in on multiple? Is salt the leitmotif?
0: That all of mostly? this,
1: all of this was possible through salt,
0: maybe, and belief in God. Okay, I feel like this. I think I want to do a part two. Okay. So that was part one, and we'll do a part two of my other favorites. That, but that one is for sure the most shocking. But yeah, the old woman's hide was definitely the most shocking one. I, it's also
1: it's not hide. Hide is like a bovine. So it's just an old lady's flesh. It's a skin. Yeah, Hyde is really dehumanizing.
0: Well, it was it was an already dead lady. They yeah, didn't kill the lady. Really the lady was it, already dead. It doesn't
1: really make it better.
0: I'm, the nurse made thought of this plan, and I'm wondering yeah, how many has, people has she... Oh, a few. And she's tanned human skin yeah, she was and real, sewed it before she, to with, make it look like real skin. Yeah,
1: with such a skill and efficiency so that everyone was fooled.
0: Whose skin was she wearing? <gasps>
1: who's inside the nursemaid?
0: Who's the, who's the nursemaid?
1: The prince. <laughs> that is
0: wild. I've never heard any story
1: like that. <laughs> I, sure, I mean, I feel like I've heard stories as macabre and like kind of twisted as that before, but none that were just like this careened so wildly in the end back to a what was otherwise mundane starting point. <laughs> About the importance of flavoring your fucking food. <laughs> it's, so good. it's just like, and that is why you always use your what was like your salad fork, isn't it? its own unique utensil at the table? Don't mix it up with your meat fork. It's just like what? we we went through World War Two. What are you yeah. talking? How did we get here? I guess sure. And that's why Franz Ferdinand should have had his lapel at three inches higher. N- what? <laughs> Mustard gas was employed. What are you talking about? No, more is in play now.
0: That's very good. Ah,
1: oh, God. Well,
0: okay. So that's part one. We'll do part two next.
1: Italians, week. for better or worse, they are real. <laughs> that's the moral. What? <laughs> <laughs> the elusive magical Italian and its many tales. Thank you all for joining us.
0: Yeah, I hope you enjoyed those two tales and the Malocchio.
1: Yeah, I did. <laughs> i'm upset do you want one last italian fun fact okay this italian sauce means sailor style what sauce marinara oh yeah like a mariner
0: i get it that's that's a good one
1: it's you're what saying you... just like it was a joke <laughs>
0: it was kind of a joke
1: no it's not it's, it's true
0: it was framed like a joke <laughs> that's true why don't you tell your favorite joke i'm not going to do it
1: no Hey Maddie, what's, what's the best thing about Switzerland?
0: What? <laughs>
1: well, the flags of plus.
0: Can you please email in any folktales, comments, crazy other... Oh, yeah. If, if you have stories of an old woman's hide.
1: If you've seen an Italian, let us know.
0: <laughs> to ADD storyteller at gmail.com.
1: Any stories of Italian sightings... Teller.
0: Um... Storyteller.
1: Tell her I barely know her. All right, catch us next week for Tuckered Out, and then we'll return to the mystical land of Italia for what like indie car Racing and uh Fashion Week and the Pope <laughs> and Giorno.
0: Wow, and
1: yeah, uh, what else they got? Uh, Mussolini. These are all Italian fun facts.
0: You should send us a creepy pasta to the. Oh, because it's a,
1: a pasta? Yeah, Maddie. Wow. <laughs> Fucking Christ! Pot calling the kettle black on this one. Jesus. Sorry, everyone, about my. They my just life. have
0: pasta in Italy.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't mean it's always going to be creepy. Just because it is,
0: yeah. Well, okay,
1: it's true. All Italian stay- tales. Why didn't we call this creepy pasta? Well, there's a yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.